Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about your Venom feedback. That's right, just a few feedbacks about the old Lethal Protector. All that right off this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm Karen Huffstetler. Karen, how you doing, friend? I'm doing great. What's up? How are you doing? I'm I'm well. I'm well. I'm feeling ventilated. Uh, awesome. As I as I as I told you the story <laughs> right before we went live, I threw on a shirt thinking, "Oh, this is a good shirt," and it was a good shirt. My dog ate holes in it, and so like my sleeves, and I have like multiple just holes around this shirt because my dog got bored and decided to chew up my laundry this week. That's so what dogs are for they make life fun, interesting, and yeah. 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 Surprising every now and then. <laughs> sure. We'll say that. That's, that seems like a nicer way of viewing it than I am currently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, happy to have you again. You are joining us again because, well, because we just love having you and because Jeff and Ashley still have not seen Venom. Bad so, podcasters. <laughs> I know. Well, they've had a crazy week. I get it, but. For fear of spoiling them, we will, uh, we will, we will do this with me and you another week. Um, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get them in on the, cause they still, they still just don't even know, guys. They don't even know. Oh, and so, wow. full spoiler alert for everything, cause we're gonna talk about Venom now. Uh, yes. for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man, uh, appeared in the post mid-credit sequence to Venom. Yes. Honestly, that was the most exciting part for me. It was. <laughs> Honestly, after having a week to think about this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more disappointed than I was. Like, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy the movie. Okay. But, like, thinking on it, I don't know how much it had, like, anything special about it. It kind of feels like a paint-by-numbers, except for Tom Hardy. Except for Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy is wonderful. And I like Woody Harrelson, and I was really excited for him in this role. But really looking at it, I'm like, it's not even Woody Harrelson's best work. So I'm, that's true. Yeah, he's he's kind of doing he's doing Woody Harrelson, and I don't feel like he's really inhabiting the character as much as Tom Hardy is just still knocking it out of the park. But that's yeah. and so that makes me excited for the crossovers we've got coming because oh yeah, like oh, yeah. I really like his Venom. Yes, I I don't think now I could see anybody else playing him. Ooh, interesting. Um, he just makes. I don't know. He makes it so funny, but it's not too over the top most of the time. Again, that's probably more script than him, but it's entertaining, at least. Yeah. yeah. He's not my favorite character, Venom, um, but he's entertaining. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I think um, we're, we're like he, he's yeah, I, he is. The character is good enough. Like these films, I'm kind of dubious yeah. of them crossing over into the MCU because mm-hmm. it, it does seem to kind of water down the MCU brand a little bit. But <laughs> the character of, of Eddie and Tom Hardy's portrayal, I am like a hundred percent in for, for that, that yes. crossing over, you know? So yeah. it looks like that. So they're doing, they just like, we don't like your universe, but we'll take that guy. <laughs> and literally they just <laughs> zapped him over. Right. With right. no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but for the most part, this, I don't know, since it's been a little bit of time, 
Uh, there's parts of the movie I don't even remember. Like, I have to be reminded about parts of the movie. There's a couple of spots where I loved it, and then some of it's a little bit forgettable, but that yeah. does not take away from the entertainment value of the movie. Agreed. But I think that's exactly what I'm, I'm feeling. That's you, you expressed it better than I did. But like after a week, I'm looking back on it and going like, did that movie matter? Like I don't feel any emotions connected to the, the stakes of those characters. Like I had fun. Yeah. I could just have that mid credit scene standalone as like a little teaser for Spider-Man. No, absolutely. If, uh, if that teaser, if that had been in a trailer. I would yeah. have had the same level of hype after. And this thing I like, yeah. I watched like a screen rant did a, did a mm-hmm. thing on the movie and they were like, you know, they, they do their, uh, script. What, what's it called? Pitch meeting. Have you seen pitch meeting on screen rant? No. It's just like a, they say pitch meeting for Venom 2 and they'll like have a character pitching to Di- a Disney executive the, the, the script and he, and it's always like, it's basically, it's kind of like, um, uh, uh, honest trailers where they like really insult the oh, movie okay. by, say, by just saying yeah. the things that happen in it. Um, sort of okay. a similar concept, but it's, it's really funny. You should check them out. I love those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love those. <laughs> Me too. And Screen Rants, um, the, the guy who does it, it's just a really good comedian who's like, he's, he's playing both roles and he just keeps talking back at himself. And one of the, one of the hooks is always like, there's always something he's like, Oh, that sounds difficult. And he's like, No barely an inconvenience like that's like <laughs> because there's always a plot point where like oh that's crazy that that happened and then the character just ignores it and moves on um, yeah anyway it's really it's really it's really good but i listen to theirs that and that's the thing is like they they had a whole thing where like he's pitching it he's pitching it he's pitching it and then like the disney execs like okay okay and then at the end he's like and then we put spider-man at the end and he's like it's sold. You make this movie. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And that's kind of like, mm, yeah, that's kind of, and that's how I left the theater feeling. I left the theater on this really big high because that was the last thing you saw. Yeah. Yeah. And Marvel's really good at that. It's not the first time I've watched a Marvel movie and been like more excited to talk about it afterwards because of the post credits, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's part of the Marvel game. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but there's a couple of movies that I've seen maybe four or five times and I still could not definitively tell you the entire plot of the movie, but I could go like word for word for the end credit scene. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it's just that like, it, it, and that's the fun, that's part of the fun of Marvel. So I don't want to like insult that, yeah. but I would much rather than make movies that are memorable and give me a great post credit sequence, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what everybody wants. So yeah. 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 So, uh, anyway, after we, I'm getting my gripes out of the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get to some of this feedback. We have Walter Kreisky the third on Patreon wrote like in and said, name, Walter. Yeah, it's a good name. I probably butchered it. I apologize. The Venom mid credit scene, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. Hear me out though. Unlike what if, Sony did that without Marvel's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used footage from, I think, Far From Home, uh, so that if they did uh, that as a, now you have to figure out how to make this connection work, uh, mouse. <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting. Unlike, unlikely, but a gutsy move. Uh, I want it to be in my head. Hmm. Mm, I don't see anybody doing anything 
and putting it out there without Disney knowing. Right. You know, I would be too scared. Right. <laughs> I do think that Sony has the right to this character. And Sony also, here's the thing I keep thinking is I can't imagine that they did this post credit sequence without plans to have Spider-Man in no way home. You mean Venom? That is what I mean. <laughs> okay. I was like, I think it's going to be kind of hard, Matt, to have No Way Home without a Spider-Man. Yeah. It could, do, it's doable. But... Listen, my statement stands. <laughs> okay, okay. They would, they would not have done this if they don't have plans to put Spider-Man in No Way Home. That's true. Okay. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me. Now, let me also state that I don't think they would have done this if they didn't plan to put Venom in No Way Home because oh it's, it's the classic, Marvel move, like right before another movie comes out, they reveal some little thing about that movie. And we've been right. talking about the Sinister Six possibilities of mm-hmm. No Way Home. And mm-hmm. like, everyone's been saying, who is the sixth? Um, I, 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 I think you've got like, if you add them up, you've got about five right now. You've got Electro, um, mm-hmm. the Green Goblin, um, uh, Dr. Octopus. Yeah, Doc Ock. Who else is confirmed? We've had a lot of like, had a lot of like, uh, a lot of people speculated about over the years. I was going to say everything else is pure, pure speculation to me. Yeah, I think you're right. But if they do want to do a Sinister Six, it would make sense if like the Vulture might show up or Scorpion, who is in, who is that, uh, criminal in Homecoming? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to go through it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. fine. He wasn't he wasn't Scorpion yet. He just had the guy's name from comics. So yes, um, and I love that actor who played Scorpion. And I'm not remembering his name or his <laughs> character's mm. name in real life. But um, you would ask that. Oh, it, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm I never claim to be an expert. Um, so. I really like him. I think if he showed up or Vulture showed up or any of these characters showed up, it'd be great. But I think like doing this two months before Spider-Man No Way Home, I feel like Venom is going to be in No Way Home. Like there's yes. no way he's not, right? I would be disappointed if he wasn't. Yeah. At and least a little bit. Yeah, same. Same. I, and like, I don't know. Part of me, as I've said, is, weir- is weary of them crossing this over. But like, mm-hmm. I really I, I now want Eddie to show up. I really like yeah. Eddie and I like this version of Venom and I want to, he's a different, he's different from what like we all expected and what we would have liked if he had started sure. in the MCU from the beginning. But like, I like him a lot. Yeah. Even if it was just like a scene where he goes and tries to find Mrs. Chen and like, she doesn't know who he is and it's a big confusion and freaks mm. her out because Venom shows up or starts talking or something. That would be hilarious. That's all I would need. Yeah. Honestly. Something <laughs> Something we didn't talk about is like, if Venom did this crossover thing, do we think if they make a Venom 3, will he just be in the MCU now? Or Ooh. will he be crossing back into his own universe? Will Will whatever happened that brings him here get resolved and push him back? You know? Yeah. I see it as them probably taking him back to his own universe. I think that's right. I think that's right. Although we've seen in the Morbius trailers, which is also been the same Sony verse vulture is in the, in the Morbius trailers, which Mm -hmm. he is an MCU character. 
Unless it's a variant. So it's all, it all gets a little confusing, but if Morbius is in the MCU proper and right. Vulture is in the MCU proper, it would kind of stand a reason they want Eddie to stay. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Maybe they won't find a way for him to get back and then, yeah. like, he'll be in another one and another one where they're all mixed together. And maybe there'll just be variants of people and not the real, I don't know, man. I'll be bummed out if we don't ever get a resolution to his storyline with his um, ex-fiance or whatever. And maybe oh, we got oh, enough yeah. of that with this one. But I want him to be able to be with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I like I like her character too. Yeah, same. And even more so, I want Venom to be able to be with her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> little Venom. Venom likes her so much. I know. <laughs> he was so butthurt. <laughs> yeah. He was very sad about it. I love it. Um, and, and okay. So Walter continues here. He says that can't talking about, he, he's responding to our podcast where we talked about the, uh, what is causing, uh, Eddie to slip into this new reality into the right. MCU as we know. Right. Was um, it him or was it the split in the universe? Yeah. Right. Or Dr. Strange or whatever. He yeah. says that it can't be Dr. Strange because theoretically, uh, this is when J. Jonah Jameson breaks the news. So, the end of Far From Home, which means he's not been to Doctor Strange yet. Uh, so That's this true. is uh, so this is either Wanda or repercussions from Loki season one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair interpretation, but I also think that we're not totally certain that this is that moment. Like we know that's on TV, but that could have been a replay of the big yeah. revelation. It could have been like the next morning news or exactly. you know, two days later and they were just playing the same clip. Like you were saying, that's exactly basically what you said. So yeah, that's true. I like your interpretation of it. That doesn't mean to say that it, couldn't just be Wanda. Sure. I like to think that Wanda has so much power. So <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think that too. I think that my interpretation of all of this is that Wanda, like everybody's talking about like who broke reality, Wanda or he who remains or Sylvie or mm-hmm. like Dr. Strange and no way home. I think the answer is kind of all of them. Yeah. It's like Sylvie unlocked the door so the door could be opened and all these powerful beings are opening doors to other realities now, which yes, they like couldn't that. before, kind of. I like that. Or maybe it's all happening at the same time and it was just perfect alignment right. to where everything happened. Sure. And it wouldn't have happened if they all did it not simultaneously, you know? Hmm. Well, the thing is, as soon as He Who Remains is killed in Loki season one. Yes. You see outside the windows, those splits start going away. They start splitting off. So I think that like whatever she did there allows for all these beings to create Nexus events throughout the timeline and all the job of the TVA to clean all those up is just going away. So it's just like suddenly all the branches just start like living full lives, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. There's, There's a lot about the TVA though that. Like, cause the TVA, cause you say the same time, but the TVA mm-hmm. doesn't really exist on the timeline. And then right, if you look true. at the timeline, <laughs> the surrounding the Citadel at the end of it, uh, one of those, yeah, <laughs> Citadel at the, what is the, what's the name of the big house he's living in? I'm, I'm forgetting the Citadel. We'll call it the Citadel. It's like the yeah. Citadel at the end of time or something like that. Very like <laughs> Doctor, me. Oh, very gosh. Doctor Who name. 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, whatever's happening there, it's, he is looking at a snapshot of the entire universe in, from his perspective, the entire universe exists at all together, you know? Right. So, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed okay, to interpret yeah. the what's happening when, but that's the way I, I see hope it. they answer that, honestly, because right. I want to know if it was, uh, Sylvie happens and everything it's opened and then everything else maybe was simultaneous. Right. Like Dr. Strange and Wanda at the same time. But I don't know. I don't know. Right. Are they in the, they're in the same universe, right? The, they have been up until now. Right. Okay. But it's like every time a Nexus event happens, you can split off into another universe. So like. Right. Yeah. That's what know. I meant. Like before everything <laughs> split off. Right. They they were still until Wanda freaks the F out. Well, and the thing is, like, this... So even if we're creating branches from the sacred timeline... Yes. And Wanda's allowed to do something, and then Doctor Strange's allowed to do something, and then, like, all these things are possible, it doesn't mean they can't all also be happening on the same timeline. <laughs> like, that's true. there is just that there are universes out there where some of them happened and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping that the MCU that we know and love will be the universe in which all of it happens so that yes. it's all kind of this still a continuous universe. So we can still look back and be like the Sokovia Accords happened, which led to civil war, which led to this, which right. led to Wanda, which led to Dr. You know, it, we want that continuous world. And it's not happening in like, what if in like a different, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Okay, up next we got Jacob. I think it's Jacob Krausik. I hope I got that close. Man, you guys have tough names today. I apologize for being so bad at this. And I'm looking down and there's there's <laughs> another one below. Goodness. Okay, here we go. Uh, up next, uh, Jacob says, Holy crap. Uh, emergency podcast time. We did that. Um, <laughs> that was a wild and fun ride with really enjoyable action and plenty of violence to bring justice to carnage uh, and make the most of being PG-13. Without mm-hmm. spoiling the post credit scene, holy sh- Marvel fans <laughs> everywhere of all mediums have been eating so good lately and it just keeps getting better. Love you guys and the show. Thank hmm. you, Jacob. Yeah. I'm going to say thank you on behalf of the regular co-hosts that are there. <laughs> <laughs> because they are great. Absolutely. They are. Uh, he said uh, we need to do an emergency podcast, which I and you did. We broke glass and released Karen. Uh, for the yes. emergency podcast. <laughs> I have been released. <laughs> now the world is doomed. Fear me, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, so, I like uh, you know, Jacob says it all here. Like, the violence was really good, and it, it definitely, like, justified the need for carnage, but, like, mm-hmm. kept it... They still kept it PG-13. I kind of do, like, miss... I don't know. Venom and Carnage, to me, are such adult characters. Like, I want to see him go yeah. rated R with it. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have loved that. I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't have liked all the gore and everything. Absolutely. But for these characters, it was fitting. But I understand they want it to be able to be seen by more people and teenagers who are more likely to go see this. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I'm. Like if I'm looking at the MCU as a piece of media and I want it, want people to be able to watch it, I understand why like you don't want something that crosses that line. But at the same time, yeah, 
Deadpool better be rated R. <laughs> oh my gosh. If Deadpool's not rated R, I'm going to scream. Now yeah. that is an example of a character that's hilarious, but you love him. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. Venom. It's a great character and all, but it's not up to Deadpool for me at least. Yeah. I, I would go with that. I think like the thing about Deadpool is I want to say it kind of goes with my criticism of Thor Ragnarok, which I always say I love Thor Ragnarok, but like I never feel in that movie. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a light. It's lighthearted. It's fun. And and there are things that happen in that movie that should make me feel like the, like the death of Odin, for instance, like that's a really big deal, but it's so laugh a minute that like, I don't have time to slow down and like really feel that moment. Right. Um, but there's other directors like James Gunn who can do funny, funny, funny and still make me feel yeah, like big feelings moments. And that's just my own how I in- see these movies and how I take them in. Um, but I kind of feel the same way with like, I want to sit here and say like, well, just a Deadpool's a funnier character and Eddie has like a little more heart because he does have like the heart of like, I don't know his relationships and like wanting to do the right thing with his journalism and all this stuff. But then I think about Deadpool and how much heart he has. And I'm like, they just knock it out of the park in those movies. Right. You know, both on both metrics. It's just amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. I love, I love directors that can pull that off. Um, Me too. It makes a total difference. Yeah. The genre bending of like, yes, make me laugh all day and also make me cry. If I can laugh, yeah. laugh, laugh, and then turn on a dime and cry because I care about those characters so much. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. What, what movies are for? Yeah. I, some of the best ones. My, my for earliest example of that was, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Do you like Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Love that movie. <laughs> oh, and it's man. so funny. Stop I'm like, right ro- there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. You're gonna leave me no choice. Tr- Stop right there. Stop walking. <laughs> Look at her. She's so drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a good man. one. So, so good. And then there's moments though in that movie where it like turns and just suddenly it's like real serious and like yes. really hurts you. Um, so good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Shaun of the Dead didn't come up when we were talking about zombie movies so much over when we were talking about the what if zombie episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite zombie movies. Oh yeah. Okay. We've got another one here from Rishab Das. Uh, he says, hello, people. Uh, this movie was the definition of awesome. And then came the post credit sequence, which was, oh my God. Uh, if you have not seen the movie, do not go forward. <laughs> so when Venom saw Peter, he got super excited. So I had a theory that the black and gold suit that Spider-Man wears is that of Venom. I'm not sure about this as he takes off the mask. Um, so what are you guys thoughts about this? We, we actually talked pretty extensively about this when we, um, watched the trailer for this movie. And like, I, I, we, we, we definitely had like about 10 minutes of our trailer reaction where we're like, that's the venom suit. It's gotta be the venom suit. You know, like we're really excited. But then if you look at it, it's not, it's like, it's a gold and black suit. And I think, 
I think it has some, I think it's some other suit. There's been like confirmations that it's some other suit, uh, in like toy, toy drops and stuff. I, I haven't paid too much close attention because I don't like to pay attention to the toys, but like, it seems that that is not a venom suit. Uh, and also he does like pull off his, um, his headpiece or whatever. And it's like, he seems to be still holding it in his hand. So it's not like a separate, it's not a symbiote basically. Yeah, it's not its own entity. Yeah, but that does not mean he's not in the movie and that, that it couldn't end with him getting the symbiote or something. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I would love to see Peter Parker and Venom come together or a symbiote come together again. Other than that other movie that shall not be named that I did not like, the other Spider-Man. Yeah. I was not a big fan of that one. You know what I could see is like, he mentioned the multiverse and how the symbiote hive mind is in the multiverse. I could mm-hmm. totally see him coming to our planet, the MCU version of our planet, and like somehow that his people in this universe detect the presence of a symbiote and send send a symbiote to Earth or something like that. Oh, cool. I don't know. Just a thought. That would be cool. Something that triggers the symbiotes to come to Earth and then like, yeah, you know, Spider-Man has to deal with that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It could even explain like differences in the symbiotes. Like maybe if the symbiotes are like animated differently or different properties or whatever, it's because mm. it's a different universe's version or whatever. Cool. I like that. See, that's what I really want in another Venom movie is more symbiotes. I want all my favorites from the, um, I was about to say cartoon from the comic books. I want my favorites to come in and be introduced and just have like their own separate gig, I guess. <laughs> that would be fun for me, I think. Yeah. I think it's pretty likely if Sony continues to make their own separate universe, it's pretty likely that like, I mean, the Venom movies will continue to be about symbiotes, I think. And then you've got these other characters that are being introduced. Like apparently the cop is in comics, a character named Toxin. Yes. Which all I've read is he's a powerful symbiote. I love Toxin. He's a good one. Okay. Um, so that, I guess, is what that was at the end of the movie when uh, his eyes flash blue or whatever. Oh, okay. That's who. I knew he was supposed to be someone, but I couldn't understand. Like, for me, I just didn't understand who yeah. he was going to be. And Same. I would have liked it to have been like, if he was laying there, be like, dogs. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but somehow explain it to me, please. <laughs> I know that's what they're going to do when the next one is explain who he is. Right. But, but also, <laughs> it's it's what we do. Like, that's how they do these things nowadays. It's like, yeah. they'll give you a little glimpse of someone. They'll show you them getting powers. And then you go home and research. And you're like, what's that yeah. character's name? Oh, he's that. And in comics, he's that. Oh, he's Toxin. Like, same thing with uh, right. Shriek or whatever. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I don't know these characters well at all from the Venom books. I only really watched a, read a couple of, like, crossover Spider-Man Venom yeah. things. See, in the trailer, I couldn't figure out if she was Shriek or Scream, um, because there's one called Scream, I believe. I don't really remember that much about her, but I'm pretty sure they were two separate women. Anyway. Okay. Whatever. That's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one last uh, Venom feedback. We have awesome. Tony Williams wrote in and says, what's up, Jeff, Ashley, and Matt? Well, you got one of those three. I apologize. Sorry. And it was third choice, too. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Just teasing. First, your podcast is great, and I can't wait to hear all the theories you guys have for the MCU going forward. It's so much to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get to it. So, mutants confirmed? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, totally. <laughs> with the addition of <laughs> Francis Berenson, that confirms it, right? My God, I want mutants to be effing confirmed already. Obviously, with the end credit scene in the movie Venom, that has now mixed into the official MCU. Do you think the talk of Venom's past, what looks like a multiverse change, uh, the that guy statement, and... Uh, the mixing of Sam Raimi's characters means that Venom knows Spider-Man? Not necessarily this version, because he is from the past and has a chance to appear in No Way Home. Uh, this movie was good, and I enjoyed it, but the end credit scene was everything for me. Oh my god, I'm so excited about the future of Marvel. Anyway, thanks for all you guys do. Until next time. Thanks, dude. Sorry, um... Neither of the other two are your first two choices. I'm not one of the first two choices either. Um. I feel like totally Shriek is a mutant confirmed. I Because her powers, I mean, it says that she's a mutant. She's a mutant in comics. They call her powers a mutation. uh, For whatever Fox is allowed to have mutants in their stuff, she is a mutant. (laughs) Right. Now that and, and does that she's not technically in the sacred timeline yet, no. uh, because she was left in the other one. Did she didn't die? Did she? No, she did. She, no. The bell well, fell on her. She. Oh. Okay. I, I think it's possible she survived for sure. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. She but. falls pretty far, and the bell falls on her, and then she yeah. like screams as she's falling. I think our scream may have protected her and we just didn't see it, but... I was thinking the same thing. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who uses her, like, yes. shaking powers to, like, soften her fall and stuff. Yeah. So it is it is definitely possible that she survived that. I kind of hope so. Yeah. Me, personally. I liked her character. I, I like her character and I liked Woody Harrelson's character, too. I wish they could stick around and grow a little more, because I do think they were both kind of thin. Yeah, it was just in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Snap of a finger. Well, building characters is, building characters is hard, especially building multiple characters in one movie, like that you can really care about. And sometimes they use shortcuts like love stories mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, look, it's Bonnie and Clyde. Right. Romantic criminal, like star crossed lover duo. And you just go, okay, that's who they are. And then you, you, you like have to move on, like grab the trope, move on. And I don't right, think they did right. much else to establish those characters really. No, but I thank them for not having a lot of exposition to explain who they were because that I almost hate worse than just not getting any information. Oh, for sure. Just sitting there and just listening to people talk. <laughs> like, okay. See. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. This <laughs> is what I do. It's like, okay, that are, that character already knew that. You did not need to explain that. <laughs> There's definitely bad offenders of what you're talking about. But I oh, yeah. personally love an exposition dump in a movie. Really? Um, I love it. I love it. Some of my favorite scenes are exposition dumps. And I, and I like, they have to be done right. They have to be done with style and flash and interest. But like, 
I oh, love yeah. just like a doc Brown standing in the garage <laughs> telling Marty all the stuff that he's supposed to do. And it's just like, here's how time travel works. I will literally take out a freaking chalkboard and write it out and tell you how time travel works. That is ba- that is like the most exposition dumpy thing ever. And I am down. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, see, those kind of scenes I like because... The character didn't know right. anything that uh, Doc was telling him. So right. you you don't mind the you don't mind the exposition so much as the uh, when it's just solely for the audience and absolutely. you can tell it's for the audience. Absolutely, yeah. I, I get that, and it's like a it's a failure of creativity of or of yeah. putting a character in the scene that doesn't know things. It's like it's that easy. You yes. just have to put a character in the scene that doesn't know things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Tony says a few other things in here that I wasn't. Real clear on, um. Yeah, what man was he talking about? He says that, uh. He says, do you think the, do you think the talk about Venom's past, uh, what looks like a multiverse change, the that guy statement, in quotation marks, and the mixing of Sam Raimi's characters means that Venom knows Spider-Man. Okay. Not necessarily this version, uh, because he is from the past and has a chance to appear in No Way Home. Um, I, yeah, I think it's kind of not clear or obvious, but I think it is clear that he n- knows a version of, quote, you think so? that guy <laughs> when he's watching the TV. Right. So he knows a version of him. I don't, but I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking clear. about with the past. Yeah, he says he's from the past. I don't know if that's clear or not. That he, because for one thing, we know this Venom showed up on a rocket or whatever, like, in the last right. movie and then pretty quickly got on Eddie. So mm-hmm. he would have had to experience, he had to have met Spider-Man before he came to earth, which is possible. Um, mm-hmm. It has happened in the comics, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think that's how we first met Deadpool. Cause I think Deadpool is the first one that meets him. And I think it was in space. Right. And Spider-Man was out in space too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's possible, but I don't, we don't know that there even is a Spider-Man on that ver that you in that universe, but as right. as Tony said, he talks about the multiverse. So maybe someone in the hive mind has met a version of Spider Man before, or something about his instincts show Venom, like just by looking at Spider Man and seeing his power, that he's like, "Oh, that's someone I want to eat." You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. It's possible that like something instinctual is happening there. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I want to eat or I want to, you know, go be a symbiote for. Right. And have the powers. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't really fully understand. So far, all they've explained the symbiotes in the Venomverse is that they look for hosts that uh, they connect with biologically somehow. Yeah. It's more um, about that. Like they're... Yeah. Match donors, kind of. Yeah, that was kind of in the first one where he the DNA had to be specifically mm-hmm. something to match. Right. And for them to stay a, a longer period of yeah, time. and not consume that host. Which yes. is an interesting thing about the second movie is that, like, Venom has been not eating humans, which is uh, Eddie's rule. Good job. But it's not Venom's rule still, and that's kind of funny that Venom, like, kills multiple people in this movie. Like, yeah. he goes out, it kills innocent people. He goes out and, like, <laughs> infects 
or becomes a symbiote for these different people. And he seems like he just like uses up their body until they're done. And then he picks another body and keeps moving, which is a very symbiote thing to do. But you would think that the lethal protector might have gained some morality of his own in this time working with Eddie, but nope. (laughs) He's still like, I'll just eat that guy's liver and leave him on the gutter. Yeah. He's like a child who's grown up and now he's 18 and he wants to get out of his family's house, but mm-hmm. like the family has rules. And then once he's out of the house, he's like, yep, I can do what I want now. Thank you. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Venom's rumspringa. Yeah. <laughs> glow, glow sticks and all. Yes. I love that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Well, that's, uh, that's all the feedback. We just had a few and, uh, but we wanted to get oh. in the feed and address them as it were. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, uh, we'll be back soon with more to talk about this because No Way Home is so freaking close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got Eternals first, right? That's right. Uh, Eternals, Eternals is November is like 4th. In- yeah. That's like three weeks from right now. It's crazy. So that is nuts. I'm a I'm a big Angelina Jolie fan. Yeah. Totally in love with her. Who is not in love with Angelina Jolie? <laughs> if you're not, I don't understand you. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm excited. And then everybody else, of course, that's in it, but I love her movies. <laughs> Even cool. if they're horrible movies, I, I still love like her. her so. That's yeah. rad. I've never been the biggest Angelina Jolie fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like dislike her. I just don't I, don't. I don't know that I've ever had as much of a strong connection with her. But I like. Uh, I like a lot of the movies she's in, though. So I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of the reverse. I feel like she's a siren almost without a song, but she's just beautiful. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous you know? for sure. And I just get mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to getting mesmerized um, <laughs> during Eternals. Uh, Selma Hayek, though, Selma oh, Hayek gosh. is one that mesmerizes me. For sure. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. Have you seen Hitman's Bodyguard? I was about to say that movie. Yes. Oh, she is I so loved it. freaking good in that. She's really good in the second one, too. I think we just covered those on Bingers Assemble. And, yeah. um, you and Alyssa, right? Yeah. I mean, Alyssa did. Yeah. It was super fun. But I thought the first one was way better than the second one. Like significantly better. Really? Um, I don't even remember the first one. I don't know if I've seen the first one, but I. Oh, Hitman's Bodyguard? The second one. Yeah. I watched oh, the man. Hitman's wife's, wife's bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Hitman's bodyguard is so good. Okay, um, I'll have to watch that. So today. so so good. Yeah, highly recommend. Um, cool. Well, uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back and uh, actually probably like tomorrow or the next day with another feedback episode for What If, and we'll awesome. have a news and feedback episode coming at you uh, this week. So we'll be in the feed. Cool. It won't be me, guys. It won't be me. Right. Oh yeah. Hey, plug something. Plug something. Okay. Um, Jay Scotty, myself, and Ashley Coffin, we are covering the Halloween movies on Bender's Assemble. We've already done the first one. We're going to do the 2018 one next. And then obviously the one that's coming out this year. We're only doing the ones that are canon. Um, so we're leaving all those bad sequels out. <laughs> so go check those out. <laughs> And, um, also I have my Instagram that I cover, um, uh, movie reviews. I do movie reviews in bullet point form. It's called bullet point movie reviews. It is what it says it is. And, um, yeah, go check that out. There's been a lot of bad movies that I've <laughs> reviewed lately. <laughs> so leave me a comment. Tell me what you want me to cover and tell me what you think of the movies that I've already done. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What you got? 
Oh, you know, same old, same old. Everything's at strandedpanda.com, but I guess, uh, the music is my main deal. Uh, you guys all know I do this and do all these podcasts, but the music. So check out, uh, The Garage on Spotify. The new album's called Save Each Other. Cool. I love it. I've listened to it many times. Thank you, friend. It's that beautiful. means a lot. Means a lot. Um, okay. Well, we're, we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Oh, actually, before, let me say one more thing. Yeah. Oh, and podcast wise, a bi- the big thing we, we're covering, we're, we're finishing it today. Uh, we are, we're covering all the Daniel Craig Bond movies in the lead up for No Time to Die, which just came out. So that was super fun. And I did that with, uh, Jay Scotty, St. Clair and Haley Hobbs. Um, so Jay Scotty has been making a lot of podcasts lately. <laughs> Yeah, it seems so. Seems so. <laughs> and you too. And you too. Also, yeah. Jay Scotty's the one that did that art for Binger's, uh, for Panavision. Yes, I love it. I asked who did it. Oh, I Super love it. Super funny. Like, if you haven't been over to Panavision lately, uh, we're, they're currently doing what we do in the shadows and we're dropping the Orville, but it's our, like, home for every geeky show that's not Marvel, basically, uh, yeah. or, or fits in Star Trek or Star Wars. Like, it's the, if it's not in a universe, we just do it over there. Um, right. on Pandavision. Uh, and like it, it, the, the, the art is always a panda coming out of a TV kind of. And yes. like he, he went and put little vampire teeth on him. Uh, and it. it cracks me up, cracks me up. It's, it's really so funny. I didn't notice that until like a few episodes that we were in. I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. It's so cute. Super fun. So Jace guy is super funny. Um, all right. Well, that is all, my friends. We'll be back soon. Check out Binger's Assemble and Pandavision. That would be awesome. Uh, if we could, if we could increase the subscribership and get, get people listening to those shows, it'd be huge for the network. So yeah. check that out. Uh, and we'll be back soon. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>